Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Good to see so many out this morning. You never know what to expect. Praise God. Um, I know y'all expect me to be here. <laughs> and I have the same expectation, you know, when that you're going to be here. But there's always some surprises. People, sh that people show up. It's a total surprise that Rachel Lacey is here this morning. <laughs> Praise God. And I forget you, the young man's name. Dustin. 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 And this is your daughter, right? Isabel. Good to have you both with us. And God bless your brother, Mike. You brought them here. <laughs> Praise God. It's good to see Sister Lorraine back with us. She's been out for a minute. She's been sick. Praise God. But so good, good to have her back. And Sister Phyllis, praise God. You've been gone a minute. <laughs> And Sister Heaven, good to have you both back here this morning. Good to see Sister Bailey in the house this morning as well. And all of you who regularly come, praise God. And it's good to have the young people here this morning, Brother Marcus. Praise God. Brother Marcus got a shout out from the pulpit this morning. <laughs> praise God. And you know, and it's always good to... Um, See the family of God gather together. And those of you who are joining us online, we don't take you for granted either. And we appreciate your joining us this morning, praise God, on this Sunday, rainy morning, first Sunday in December. Let's give the Lord some praise. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. And those of you who are joining us via phone line as well, we appreciate you so much, your faithfulness unto the Lord. God knows why any of us are not in church when we should be or can be, and maybe there's something that's keeping us out of the house, hold of faith. Praise God. God knows it all. And you know what I'm so thankful for this morning? That he is merciful and kind unto every one of us. His mercy, his kindness, his love for each of us does not change. No matter what changes we go through, no matter what obstacles we may be facing, no matter what deterrence we may be challenged with, praise God, his love and his mercy, his grace, his faithfulness remains the same. Is he worthy of our praise this morning? Thank you, Jesus. That is the God that we serve. Praise God. And we are blessed to know him the way that we do know him. And if you, you know what? We are always learning God's ways more and more. And it's important as we learn his ways that we adopt his ways, that his ways become our ways. Who wants to be more faithful? Amen. Who wants to be more merciful? Amen. Who wants to be more loving? Amen. Who wants to be more kind? Amen. That's just wanting to become more like Jesus. Yeah. Amen. 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 Praise God. <laughs> and so this is what keeps us. I, well, it keeps me. I can't speak for us this morning. I'm going to speak for me. This is what keeps me happy. It really does. This is what keeps a smile on my face. Anybody think I'm faced with challenges, deterrence, obstacles at times? Yes. <laughs> Praise God. Somebody shook their head, no. But, and, you, <laughs> and 
and you may not know it by what I show on the outside. But inside, I go through the same things that you guys go through. We're going to look in the Word of God this morning, and we're going to see that, you know, our brothers and sisters of old, they went through some of the same things that we go through. The title of my message this morning is, um, let me look at it, I'm on your side. Because I changed the title several times, Brother Edwin, you know how it goes, right? <laughs> And it's so good to see Brother Edwin here this morning. I looked up, I saw him coming into the door. I'm like, yes, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. You know, and I believe, I believe the word of God. And I believe the angels rejoice upon one sinner that turns his heart to the Lord and get saved, Amen. and because they are God's messengers unto us, and this is part of the message here this morning, they are God's messengers to us, and as they're rejoicing, how many of you think God is rejoicing as well? Yes. Amen. And so when, when, this is what makes me smile, right? When I see y'all coming through the, through the door, and I say yes in my heart. I, you don't see me doing that at the piano, but I'm doing it right now. Because this, in my heart, that is what's going on in my mind. These are what's the actions that I'm taking. But I believe heaven rejoices the same. When it sees us doing the things of God, when it sees us delighting ourselves in his ways. I believe God rejoices just the same over us. And his angels rejoice just the same over us. Praise God. And so, I'm on your side. How many of you think I'm on your side this morning? Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> and you know what? I'm glad that you're on my side too. And guess what? We are all on the winning side. Can we give the Lord some praise? And that is worthy of praise and worthy of rejoicing this morning. We are on the winning side. How many like to lose? I don't. You know, I talked about it before uh, in another message about when you pick teams. Rachel, you know what? In school, when you were picking teams, maybe there was a captain for each side and you got to choose teams. And who wanted to be last person picked? Right. I didn't. Right. And when I was the captain, I, I felt for the person who was the last one to be picked. Because that was me at times. Depending on the game, that was me. Don't choose me in a game where you got to draw something. I'm losing. All I can draw are stick figures. You do not want me on your side. Who's ever played win, lose, or draw? Anybody ever played win, lose, or draw? Okay, yeah, there's some that have played. The other, y'all ain't, have you heard of the game? <laughs> win, lose, or draw, and you choose sides, and then you got to draw. Your team has to guess what you draw. My team could never guess what I drew. <laughs> I'd be stuck standing there trying to draw a stick figure. And I'm supposed to be drawing an elephant running in, the, in, in Africa. I'm like stumped. I had no clue what to draw. They didn't want me on their team. <laughs> but we are on the winning side this morning. Sometimes I feel like maybe we don't realize that we are on the same team and we're working together 
to accomplish things. Anybody ever felt like people in their own house were working against them? <laughs> yeah. It is that way sometimes. But isn't it nice when you can sit down with people in your home and talk things out and realize, okay, those were just obstacles that we had to get over, get through, go around, go under, blast right through them. So that we could realize that we're on the same side. Yes. Praise God. Angels are messengers from God. Part of the message this morning. And, and oftentimes in the Bible when angels were encountered, Brother Terry, they had to calm the fears of those that they had to send a message to. They had to say, fear not. So in, the, in that respect, I believe they can be some frightening creatures. And I was thinking about it the other day. And anybody ever kind of felt like somebody's watching them? You looked over your shoulder because you felt like somebody was watching you. Ain't nobody there. You kind of felt like you saw something out of the corner of your eye. You turned around, wasn't nothing there. But can you imagine if you did turn around and somebody was there that wasn't supposed to be there? I encountered a situation like, <laughs> like that last Sunday. Nobody's supposed to be hanging out at that door down in the basement. And <laughs> I had asked little Adam, the littlest Adam in the house, to go downstairs with me to help turn, to turn the lights out. And I go, always go back and I check that back door in the basement. And lo and behold, somebody was out there. Well, I didn't know what they were doing back there, but I was certainly going to interrupt what they were doing back there. So I pushed the door open as hard as I could. And it hit them. You never know, because we've had people squatting back there. We've had human feces back there and everything. I didn't know what I was going to encounter. And it hit him, and little Adam says to me, Grandpa, were they humans? <laughs> and you know, they were back there doing whatever they were doing, but I told them, this is not a place of loitering. Do not come back, otherwise I will be calling the cops. Because the church has been broken in before. That window in the back on the right was broken in smashed in and they came in and they were stealing speakers so you can't be too careful but i did not expect really to encounter anyone and we don't expect and the people in the bible did not expect that they were going to encounter an angel and so when you encounter something like that, when you encounter someone that is not supposed to be there, it does introduce a bit of fear into your normal schedule. They didn't say fear not to me. But I think I brought a bit of fear to them. Praise God. But see, in the Bible it tells us you know, different ones they feared. 
And we're going to encounter some fear along our ways. Anybody ever dealt with fear in their lives? Mm -hmm. Amen. So let's talk about it a bit. And let's realize that the angels are on our side. But see, the angels are not there for us to worship them either. We're just supposed, and I'm not here for you to worship me either. You're not there for me to worship you either. But it is okay that I realize that you are on my side and you're there to help me and I'm there to help you. Can we give the Lord some praise? Can we give him some thanksgiving for the angels that are sent on our side as well? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. That's a little bit of insight into what I'm going to be preaching about. So y'all sit back. It's going to take about two hours. <laughs> Y'all okay with that? Amen. Somebody say preach on. Preach on. <laughs> Can you say it like you mean it? Preach on. <laughs> preach on. Praise God. Uh, Brothers Yasir, it's good to have you in the house this morning. Would you come and take up an offering, please? Praise God. Appreciate your prayers for Brother Yasir. And God has blessed him to overcome yet again and God is working in his favor praise God praise the Lord say a blessing my brother Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So, as Brother Jasir is taking up the offering this morning, turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14. Thank you. Thank you. I needed that. I guess she knew my hands were a bit cold earlier, and she gave me a glove. <laughs> Praise God. Hebrews chapter 1. And this is a chapter in the Bible that I would like to just encourage you uh, during your day sometime today or throughout the week, but I especially encourage you to do it today. Read that whole chapter, and this is going to give you a little bit of uh, knowledge in regards to angels and how God is viewing angels that are on our side. Some people exalt angels to the point where they put so much emphasis on angels that they forget to that they are God's ministers. God is the one that is in control of the angels. We are not supposed to worship them. But they have a job to do just like we have a job to do. They have a purpose just like we have a purpose. God created them just like he created us. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to give some particular attention this morning to the angel Gabriel. How many have heard of the angel Gabriel? All right. And you'll see this time of the year that you'll see all kind of decorations emphasizing angels. And they're beautiful, you know. But 
most of the time, the Bible refers to angels as being uh, men. Most angels that we see are female in our decorations and everything. Rarely do you see a male angel. Am I wrong? Okay. But the angel Gabriel, it refers to him as being a man. Angels can take on an earthly body as well. And so when you might see one, they're going to probably tell you, fear not, because you're going to get scared. You don't know what they're coming equipped with. But these are creatures that fight in spiritual battles, too, that we don't even see going on. They're fighting on our behalf a lot of the time. Fighting, fighting, fighting. And they are warriors. They are strong. Are you glad the angels are on your side? Amen. Amen. So let us turn in our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 1, and we're going to look at the last, well, verse 14. That may, I think that is the last verse in that chapter. And this is talking about the angels. And it says, are they not all ministering spirits? Sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. Now, if you go back and read that whole chapter, you will understand that it's talking about angels. That they are the ministering spirits. That is part of their purpose. To minister unto us. And their ministry is a very diverse ministry. But they are called to be on our side. In Psalm 34 and 7. Praise God. Good to have you here this morning, Sister Shelley. Good to see you. Praise the Lord. Psalm 34 and verse 7 says, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Angels. The angel of the Lord. Anybody fear God? Yes. Yes. Amen. If we really fear God, we have some confidence then that the angel of the Lord encamps, is encamped around us yes. and delivers us. Yes. Praise God. And in that deliverance, we're going to talk about that deliverance a little bit more. You know, in this Christmas season where we uh, begin to decorate our houses and we see decorations all throughout wherever we go, praise God. And even in the church, look at the decorations, how beautiful it is. Reminding us that this is the time of year that the world comes together and they celebrate the birth of Christ and all the events leading up to that time. And there were some events that took place in the chapter, first chapter of Luke, the book in the Bible. And Luke was a physician. And Luke was a, and being a doctor, being a physician, there are a lot of details that you must keep organized. You got to remember a whole lot of things. And if you don't remember them all, you got to know where to look up the information. It's got to be readily available to you. 
And that's how we should be in regards to the Bible. It should be that tool when we need something, we know where to look. We know how to use a concordance. Everybody know how to use Google. You can, <laughs> Google is an amazing tool. It has replaced many concordance today. You can type in different words in Google, keywords, and it'll take you right to the verse of scripture that you're looking for. Who's used Google before in that regard? If you haven't used Google in that regard, start using Google in that regard. I've had people call me in the past, say, Pastor, where is this particular scripture that says this? Guess what they don't have to do anymore? And if you've done that, you don't have to do it anymore. Y'all consult Google. Google help you find it. Pastor may not be there, be able to answer the phone, but Google can answer. It's amazing. So if we use the tools that God has put in place for us to use today, use them for good and not for bad, because you can Google some bad stuff, too. Mm -hmm. So use Google for the good things. Use the tools that we have for good things, praise God. Who's glad for the angel of the Lord encampeth around them? Sometimes we just got to stop and realize all what God has put in place for us. I'm on your side. Remember who's on our side. Praise God. Who chose you to be on his team? Praise God. And you're not last. He didn't pick you last. There's people being born yet today. There's people that are still being called. But you're here. Can we give the Lord some praise? Praise God. Luke chapter 15 and verse 10. Luke 15 and verse 10 says, Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angel of God over one sinner that repenteth. Praise God. What an awesome gift repentance is. Anybody, they're so good now they don't ever have to repent again? I don't don't see not one hand went up. Amen. Because we all recognize our shortcomings, don't we? We all know our own faults that we have. We all know how judgmental we can get at times. We all know the gossip. That comes out of our own mouths at times. We all know the thoughts that travel the highway of our minds. Mm hmm. Praise God. Isn't God good? (laughs) Can we give him some praise? I mean, am I in the right church this morning? Is this the church that praises God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. So I've, that was just the beginning of my message. I'm sorry. I'm one of those long-winded preachers. Is that okay? Amen. Sister Laureen, we missed you, so we're going to preach extra long for you today. <laughs> Praise God. What a mighty God we serve.
And it's so important for us to be able to relax and rest in his word and know that he has us in the palm of the heart of his hands. What an awesome place to be. And just to remember how much he truly does love us. It doesn't matter what we've done. It doesn't matter about yesterday. What matters is today. We're not getting back any of our yesterdays. None of us. Yesterday's gone. But we've got now. Right now. And it's important, the decisions that we make in this very moment. Don't you know right now, we are all making important decisions that are going to affect our tomorrows. Right now, we're doing it. Right in this very moment, we are doing it. And if we let this moment go by, we've still made a decision to let this moment go by. But we can... Take advantage of this precious gift called the present, praise God, and make some important decisions that will change the rest of our lives. For the better. Who wants the better? (laughs) Amen, me too. And you know what? It's always better with Jesus. It's always better with Jesus. So much to look forward to in Jesus. So let's look at the message this morning. I'm on your side, fear not. Luke chapter 1 and verse 19. Praise God. We're going to actually look at uh, three different people in the Bible. Well, four, actually. That the angels appeared to at different times. We're going to first look at um, the angel when he appeared unto Zechariah. You remember Zechariah and Elizabeth? And they didn't have any children. They were old in their, in their age. They were no longer in childbearing years. Kind of reminds you of Abraham and Sarah. They were way old, too old to be bearing children. Praise God. I'm so glad my wife and I are beyond that. You know, she ain't got to try and deliver no babies. Oh, that was an ordeal. It was, and, and it was not pleasant. I, it wasn't pleasant for her. It wasn't pleasant for me. And, and I was like, this is... I just was not with it. (laughs) I just wasn't. I'm so glad we have our two sons today and they're fine. But that whole birthing experience, it wasn't. uh, Some people have really no problems with bringing forth children. My wife didn't have. she, She had lots of problems. And I was right there with her. So the problems were mine, too. And they were not pleasant experiences until those babies were born and I knew they were both all right. But had it been uh, several hundred years ago, they probably both would have died. Both of our children. But they were born at a time when medicine had advanced to a point where they knew what to do in those crisis situations. I thank God for doctors today. I do. My hope and my my confidence is not in those doctors, but it's certainly in the knowledge that God has given them. God is the one where all knowledge comes from. Praise God. And I certainly would not want to be at the point where she's trying to deliver children at her age now. I know I'd be worse than I was when I was in my 30s. 
Praise God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I always share something personal, don't I? Mm -hmm. Just keeping it real. Amen. We're real people. The people in the Bible were real Amen. people too. And we need to realize that they were real people. We need to realize that they had real situations that they encountered as well. When the angel appeared unto Zechariah, he didn't believe what uh, Zechariah didn't believe what the angel had told him. And as a result of it, he couldn't speak. He couldn't speak until after that child was born. And it is amazing what is happening in, in the unknown realm that we do not see. Zechariah didn't know that angel was going to show up. He had prayed for a child, but he didn't know that that child was going to come when they were well beyond uh, the age of giving birth to a child. He didn't know that. We don't know how... A the effect of our prayers when we pray them. Right. We don't know what takes place in that unknown realm when we send our prayers out there, praise God. When our minds and our thoughts are stayed on Jesus, we don't always know what is going to come and when it's going to come, praise God. But isn't it always right on time? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. See, because time belongs to God. Oh, glory. Thank you. I'm way off my notes, Brother Edwin. You know how it goes. <laughs> Let me go come back. Is that okay, Dustin, if I come back now? All right. I needed your permission there. I like to keep you all involved. <laughs> In Luke chapter 1 and verse 19, it says, And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. He told them that they were going to be glad tidings, but he still didn't believe the glad tidings. And so... <laughs> But he believed them enough that he went back home and he actually had to perform. Because yeah. it wasn't no Im uh, immaculate conception. So he and Elizabeth did wind up with a child and she hid herself for five months. Five months. Y'all go back and look at, read. The, I'm not going to read it all because y'all would be here for two hours. Okay. In that full chapter of Luke, that first chapter. Go back and read it. Read Hebrews chapter 1 as well. I encourage you to do that. That's where I got the knowledge that I'm sharing with you today. But see, I can't teach you everything on, on a Sunday morning. But the Bible can. I'm just going to give you a message from what I read Praise God, that will help you and hopefully encourage your heart to go back and say, I want to just prove I want, for what the pastor was saying is right. Check me. <laughs> okay? Keep me in check. Because I, I never want to lead anybody astray. I never want you to think, 
praise God, that, that I'm some know-it-all. Because I'm not a know-it-all. I'm learning just like y'all are learning. Messing up just like y'all are messing up. Oh, but you're the pastor. You're not supposed to mess up. Hmm. Every man, every woman in the Bible messed up. And we get to have their lives as testimonies. All right, Rach? <laughs> Praise God. So that was the first time Gabriel showed up that I'm talking about this morning. But there's another account where he showed up. And this is in the Old Testament. And this is in Daniel chapter 8 and verse 16. Same angel, different testaments. Praise God. First one was in the new. Now we're going to the old. The old happened before the new. Okay? Daniel chapter 8 and verse 16. And Daniel, in that verse says, And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Ulay, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. God sent the angel Gabriel to Daniel to understand the vision that Daniel had been given. Anybody ever been given a vision? Yes. Anybody ever, ever been given a dream? And in that dream, you didn't really fully understand what it meant. Okay. In that vision, you didn't understand perhaps everything that it meant. And this is Daniel experiencing the same thing. He had no clue what it meant. The vision that he had been given. But God sent his messenger, the angel Gabriel, to enlighten him as to what the vision meant. See, they are on our side, praise God, but they're sent from God, and we got to recognize where they came from. Daniel was scared, too, when the angel showed up. The angel Gabriel had to tell him, fear not. Go back and read the chapter. I can't do all the reading for you, but I can do it for myself because I have to. Praise God, but fear not. We're not supposed to be in fear of these angels. They're encamped around us. They're going to deliver us, praise God, from all the things the enemy has us entrapped about. There's going to be visions and there's going to be dreams that we are blessed with and the angels will be sent to help us understand what it means. How to direct us, praise God. In Luke chapter 1, and we're going to read this encounter now, this is about Mary when she encounters the angel Gabriel. And Joseph also encountered the angel Gabriel, praise God. And this all has to do with the birth of Christ. And in Luke chapter 1 and verse 26 it says, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. He was of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, and the Lord is with thee, blessed. 
art thou among women? And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Anybody want some favor with God this morning? Yes. <laughs> when that favor comes, it may come as a purpose. When that favor comes, it may come with a purpose and it may scare you to death. It may scare you to death. Has anyone ever got an inkling of what it is that you could be, what it is your life could look like, and it scared you? Mm -hmm. And you know what? Sometimes being a success comes with great fear. A lot of times people fear success. People fear of becoming what they ought to be. And so they shrink back where they are comfortable and it's not challenging to them. And they shrink back from because that scares them what they can be. If I became that, what might I be like then? Some people fear money because they think money's going to change them. So they shrink back from making more money. Some people fear promotion in jobs and they shrink back because, hey, it's more comfortable being the employee versus being the supervisor. Is this making sense? Sometimes what we could become scares us to death. You think that scared Mary when she got that message? Yeah. Blessed art thou, are thou among women. Mary's like, what in the world are you talking about? I'm just a young girl. But this is a, a heavenly creature. Gabriel, Archangel Gabriel. The messenger that stands in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we fear standing in the presence of God. Why? Because all lights are on us. Yeah. Uh-huh. As this light right now is shining in my eyes, I can't stand it. But it helps. It helps those who are online watching so they can see me more clearly because so, it brightens up my dark skin. Praise God. But no, no, you're fine. You're fine. I'm just making a point. I'm just making, you can leave it on. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Praise God. God knows what we need. It's helping. Helping those who are online there. Praise God. <clears throat> but those of you who are online know that I'm suffering as a, for your sake. <laughs> 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 
But God knows what it is that we need. And uh, that totally just destroyed my thought there. But praise God, it's, a, it's all good. Let me get back to my notes. <laughs> Mary was scared to death of what she could become. I mean, who wants to be exalted? In their right mind, who wants to be exalted? I mean, yeah, there's people <laughs> that want to be exalted for the wrong reasons. But I believe that most people have that humbleness to them. They're not looking to be exalted. I don't want any kind of exaltation. If people begin to exalt me, you know what I do? I let them know what's wrong in my life. Mm-hmm. That's I do it every Sunday. <laughs> do it every Sunday. I'll let you know I am imperfect. Yeah, follow me. But while I'm following God, if I follow, if you're following me and I lead you to some place that is not in God, don't you come. Then if I'm following you somewhere and you got directions and you get lost, guess what I'm going to do? Pull over. We're going to have to reconvene here. Let's have a rendezvous and find out where we're going. Don't get mad. Let's now come and reason together and get back on the right track. Thank you, Jesus. We all good. We're still in the hands of the Lord. He loves us. We still got breath in these bodies. We all right. Amen. Anybody glad this is the present time? We got we going to make some right choices here this morning. Praise God. So in verse 30, it says, and the angel said unto her, fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Yeah, we want the favor of God, right? We really, truly do. We want the favor of God. But at what cost? What's it going to cost us? The favor of God. We want to be on God's side. He's on the winning team. And you know what happens when you are on the winning team? And this is in any sport. You playing basketball and you're on a winning team, right? Guess what your teammates want you to do? Step up your game. Don't you bring them down. Step up your game. You're playing on a winning football team. You better bring your A game. You want a win, lose, or draw team. You better learn how to draw. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to want you on their team. So I practice sometimes drawing. And I'll see how simple it is just to draw some different shapes. And then you put an ear here and, and you got yourself an animal. You know what it takes some thought for me to be able to do something like that. Other people just start drawing, doodling away. Next thing you know, they got a pretty little picture. Not me. But it takes some effort. So if I'm going to be on some team, if I know we getting ready to play win, lose, or draw, Brother Joe, I'm going to learn how to draw. I'm going to practice drawing. So if y'all invite me over to your house and you're playing win, lose, or draw, you can choose me to be on your team because I'm going to be practicing up till that time. 
<laughs> Who drew this hand? You drew that? Now, it would take me some effort to draw that hand. But this, the little girl, Coriella, the little one, <laughs> referred to as the little one, she drew that hand, and she said it was a glove because she knew my hand was cold. Praise God. But it would take me a little bit to think about that. Anybody else challenged in drawing like that other than me? Okay, I see some heads, nine hands waving. Praise God. I'm good. Move on, Pastor. In verse 31, it says, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. How troubling that must have been for this young girl. Never, she wasn't married. Ain't never been with a man. But then gets this message. How many ladies in here would be scared to death of that message that you just received? Uh-huh. Yeah, but she done found favor with God. Say, God, what kind of favor is this? I'm going to be ridiculed. How is Joseph going to receive this? Beautiful Christmas story, isn't it? But can you imagine the fallout? Can you imagine the family uh, response to this? How would your family respond? You know what you've been doing, Mary. You better tell us who he is. Joseph getting ready to have you stoned to death. This is the story. This is how our Savior came into the world. This is the message that the angel Gabriel brought unto her. And now the world has to deal with it. How would the world deal with something like that today? This is the sobering part of the Christmas story. It makes us realize this was no easy thing to deal with here. His birth was not easy. His life was not easy. His death was not easy. But we take it for granted a lot of times. I hope that someone makes some different and better decisions today and realize whose side you're on. Goes on to say in verse 32, he shall be great and he and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. This had been prophesied in the Davidic covenant that God made with David. God promised it with, with David. He, David had a son, Solomon. Solomon was not the one who the promise of the throne was going to come to. It was Jesus. And God keeps his promises. Verse 33 says, And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. Solomon won the one that reigns over the house of Jacob forever. It is Jesus that reigns over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Solomon's kingdom been gone. But Jesus's kingdom, praise God, is still growing, praise God. Are you glad to be in the kingdom this morning? Are you glad to be on the side of the kingdom of God this morning? On the side of King Jesus. Praise God. 
Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Disbelief. Just like Zechariah had disbelief. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Amen. Glad tidings, right? But who's still scared? That's scary to me. I mean, I'm just being honest. That is scary news. And it takes the Holy Ghost to comfort the heart of the human in order to be able to just deal with that kind of news. It takes faith to, to believe that this is true. It takes faith to believe that Jesus Christ was born for your salvation. And see, that's why I believe so many people don't come to church. They don't believe this. There's a whole lot of disbelief going. People say they believe it. But when you truly believe something, you put some action behind it, don't you? You don't try to sugarcoat the word of God. It's not going to work. I'll deliver it with a smile as best as I can. <laughs> the angel Gabriel delivered these glad tidings, praise God. But there was fear that grips the heart of man. Why? Why does fear grip the, the heart of man at the good news of the gospel at the glad tidings that the angel will bring because we don't want to change. That's right. And we are scared to death of changing. Because yeah. we get, the world makes us so comfortable you preach it. And what it is that they have convinced us of is their truth. Their acceptance, what they yes. want to get us to tolerate. Yes. Praise God. The angel answered her. Verse 35, I read that. And verse 36 says, and behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. The angel is giving her some confidence now. What I told you is true. I'm giving you another example of, you know, another miracle that has just taken place. You know your old cousin Elizabeth. She wasn't able to have no children. She was mocked by other women because she couldn't have children. And that's a shame that women do that to other women, you know, especially in the past. Oh, you can't have children. And then they would make fun of them in a way. You know, because everybody that did have children, oh, blessed are you because of this and because this, how many children you have. And then there's, an, there's a woman with none. Yeah. 
and it kind of makes them feel less than a woman when you can't bear children. And you know what that happens to even in, in a church? When you see little or no church growth at all, it makes you feel like your, your womb is kind of barren. When you don't see people growing in Christ, it makes you feel like you're missing the mark somehow. When you yourself aren't able to overcome and get beyond certain obstacles in your life, it makes you feel like you're missing the mark somehow. What's wrong with you? When you yourself can't share your testimony with somebody because fear grips your heart to talk about Jesus. And you don't feel like you're bringing forth any kind of fruit that you're supposed to be bringing. And then if you're bringing forth fruit that you don't even want to eat yourself. You get to wonder what kind of tree you got going on. Praise God. Verse 37 says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible, saints. Nothing. And Mary said, Behold. You know, there's... There is but a few scriptures in regards to this encounter. But can you imagine what just goes through the mind at an encounter like this? Because again, if we are there in our own house and then all of a sudden somebody is there. And we got to have this conversation with them. Mm -hmm. Blessed are you, brother Mike, among men. And then it comes. Here come the message behind it. <laughs> okay, what's this blessing? But we need not be afraid of it because the message comes with fear not. Whose side are you on? All right. You done found favor with God. See, now I know I done scared a little bit of y'all a little bit with this message. So if I know I have. I can sense it. I see your faces as you see mine. So now let me encourage you just as the angel encouraged Mary. Praise God. Because Mary needed some encouragement. Joseph needs some encouragement too because Joseph, his encounter was only in a dream. It was not a physical encounter. His was but a dream. And sometimes we have these dreams. We don't know what to make of them. But I'm going to encourage y'all this morning, praise God. Because the, when Mary got to the point in, in having this conversation, she said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. Mary realized whose side she was on. See, they had been awaiting the promise. They didn't know how the promise was coming. They didn't know who the promise was going to come to. But here is this little young lady, Mary. And the angel Gabriel showed up at her place. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, there are some angels that are fighting on your behalf right now, this very minute. Praise God. Right now, this very minute. Encamped around you, praise God. And we got to recognize that because it's in the word of God. And we got to take confidence in that. And we got to say, be it unto me. <laughs> be it unto me. I'm on the winning side. Anybody tired of losing? Anybody lost enough? Anybody want to gain? Trading my sorrow, trading my sickness, trading my pain. Praise God. Let us jump back to Daniel real quick because we're getting ready to close. Daniel chapter 10 and verse 16 through 18. I just want to share this with you. I'm on your side. Daniel chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 16 through 18. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him that stood before me, O my Lord. By the vision, my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. Daniel had this vision and he had no strength afterwards. Weak in his physical body. Sometimes we get so weak in our physical bodies. Anybody ever been there? Weak in your physical body. But don't you know, this is when I want you to take some confidence in God and you being on the winning side because I know we've all been down at times. In our physical bodies, our strength was gone. But because we are on the winning side of God, and the angels of God encamped around us. They were fighting on our behalf when we couldn't fight for ourselves. They are fighting in a unknown, unseen realm on our behalf. Jesus, how great is our God? We're on the winning side. Oh, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Young people, please listen and understand. Praise God. God is fighting. He's sending his messengers and his angels on your behalf. Praise God. But you got to wake up and realize it and not give in to the battle. Because if you do, you're going to lose. And the devil is going to take and take and take. He's doing his job. He's stealing, he's killing, and he's destroying. Anybody had enough of that in their lives? Verse 17 says, For how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? How can I talk with this angel? Mary did it. The angel was sent. The angel was sent to Daniel. Now Daniel got to have a conversation with this angel. And he's saying here, for how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? 
For as for me, straight where there remaineth no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. He didn't have it in him, in his physical body, to be able to even carry on this conversation. The vision that God had given him weakened him so. Can you imagine? God gives you such a great vision that is going to happen. And when you read the vision that was given to Daniel in the book of Daniel, you will begin to understand why. The vision that he had been given was totally unparalleled. It, It was nothing that had ever been seen before by anybody. Verse 18 says, then there came again and touched me, one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me. Praise God. See, that's what angels are. As I read right in Hebrews in the beginning here, Hebrews 1, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? When we are giving some, given a, a purpose of God sometimes, it, it may weaken us just like it did Daniel. It may cause fear just like it did Zechariah. It may cause fear, the same kind of fear that gripped Mary's heart when she first received that message. Anybody ever been there in receiving the message for God from God for their lives? And it does. It comes with some fear. We are human, but I'm hoping to share with you this morning, our brothers and sisters of old had the same kind of constitution that we have. And they met that calling with some fear too. But it did not stop them from fulfilling their calling. And see, if we have been stopped, this message has come to encourage you this morning to remind you that you are on the right side, the winning side. Praise God. And you're going to win. Praise God. You are winning in this battle. Yeah, we might get weak sometimes. We may be worn. We may be sick. The vision may scare us so so bad because there's certain things when our thoughts take over sometimes, it can cause us to get physically ill. Right, Crystal? Uh Uh-huh. Our thoughts take over. We can get physically ill. There's things, there's different scientific reports that have been done where people have been told, you know, in this particular study and you take this medication, it's going to make you sick. And then on the ride to the study, people got sick. (laughs) on the ride over to the study they got sick you ever told somebody "Uh, you look sick yes (laughs) oh you look terrible today are you feeling all right next thing you know they going home they too sick to stay at work and it may have just been a joke May have just, but the mind and how it receives different messages, it can make you physically ill. Praise God. But it can also make you physically well as well. When we remember whose side we're on, 
when we remember our brothers of old and the messages that they received, praise God, when we remember how they reacted and how Mary took confidence in God and stood up and said, okay, be it unto me. In other words, bring it. Bring it. Joseph got to the point he was good with it. Praise God. He knew the fallout that was going to take place. He knew how people were going to react. He wanted to put her away privately. But the angel of the Lord came unto him as well. It doesn't necessarily say that that was Gabriel. And I wanted to focus specifically on Gabriel. But it is believed that it was Gabriel because Gabriel was all involved in the whole message. Let me conclude. In all three appearances, Gabriel was met with fear. And if you don't believe me, go back and read those chapters. I encourage you to read Daniel 8, chapter 9, and chapter 10. Then read Luke, chapter 1. And you'll see the different encounters there. Zechariah, he feared. And I tell you what, there's sometimes I come over here. And all the lights are off. And I'm cautious. Because I know some of the things that have happened here. And if someone shows up that isn't supposed to be in the basement or wherever. Praise God. I'm going to handle it as best as I can. But if they say fear not. I am Gabriel. I think I'm going to get better with it. I think I'd be okay with someone saying, fear not, I am Gabriel. But if, it's, if he ain't acting like Gabriel, <laughs> the angel Gabriel, and it's just some Gabriel, I'm going to say, what's your last name? Because <laughs> the angel Gabriel in the Bible ain't had no last name. But if you give me a, la a last name, uh-oh, I think it's going to be war. And I'm on the winning side. <laughs> Praise God. In conclusion, and y'all have been such an awesome congregation. I have seen smiles. I have seen, uh, oh, no faces. <laughs> Praise God. But I believe y'all have come with me from beginning to end of message this morning and I see that look of relief and of such confidence as we begin the conclusion in the message this morning. Praise God, we are no different than our brothers and sisters of old. Praise God, we are just the same. We have this same human outer uh, shell. And there was a point in the Bible in, um, in Daniel's encounter where the angel Gabriel had been delayed how many days anybody know 21 days three weeks time because he was fighting against the prince of persia and the prince of greece okay again in the unknown and unseen realm angels are fighting on our behalf and just like they were fighting on daniel's behalf because they did not want daniel to receive The knowledge of the vision that God had given unto him. Amen. You think the, the, uh, 
The dark angels wanted Mary to receive. See, the Bible doesn't speak about uh, the um, maybe the forces that Gabriel had to fight. He may have been fighting for hundreds of years before he got to Mary. We don't know how the, the angels are fighting that are encamped around us, keeping us safe as we are. Amen. That's why it's important that we don't be opening the doors to the darkness and listening to the voice of the enemy. Amen. Praise God. I preach about that so often. If the, if the devil has been talking to you, stop listening. Amen. Just like you don't answer your, those spam calls. Stop listening. Stop answering the phone when he calls you. That's right. When the bills collectors calls and you don't want to answer the phone, don't answer it. Just like the devil called, don't answer it. They, the conversation had to be met with fear not. With words of comfort and cheer for Daniel, Zechariah, and, and Mary. It is possible that Gabriel was also that angel that appeared to Joseph in Matthew 1 and 20, but it is not certain. And I just wanted to make that clear. His name is not mentioned in scripture of the angel that appeared to Joseph. But what we do know is this, that Gabriel is one of God's good and holy angels. He may be the one that's fighting for you right this very moment. Let's just trust God's word. Amen. We're no different than Daniel. No different than Mary. No different than Zechariah. No different than Joseph. Praise God. And no one else that ever lived. Amen. Gabriel has a favorite position as an angel who stands in the presence of God. And he was selected to deliver the most important messages of God's particular love and favor to individuals to be chosen to be part of God's plan. Anybody in here been chosen to be part of God's plan? He has handpicked you. And I say every one of yeah. you. He has handpicked every one of you. I want that one on my team. I want that one on my team. I want that one on my team. I want that one on my team, praise God. How much confidence do we have in him leading the team? And so now he wants every one of us, step up your game. <laughs> Step up your game. Use the tools that I have given you. Praise God. Become what I have called you to be. You're going to be all right. I've provided everything that you're going to need. And you're going to come out on top. Praise God. That concludes my sermon for today. It didn't quite take me two hours, praise God. But um, I appreciate you all. You've been an excellent congregation this morning. And those of you who have joined online and those of you who have joined on the phone, you have encouraged my heart and I appreciate you so much. And in this season of Christmas, praise God, we, we have some things planned 
that are going to be fun where we can just relax and enjoy God's grace and his mercy and just enjoy one another's company as well. And so we hope that you will join us in our events that we do have planned. And I'm going to turn it over to my beautiful uh, wife, Sister Lisa, who has something she wants to share with y'all. God bless you. Love you. Amen. You know, Pastor Adam's message is important. Amen. And uh, as he was preaching, and again, I told you, I always sit and I always ponder. And sometimes even I need a reminder of the calling that God has upon my life and, and upon the life of this church, upon Moving River Ministries. And so when Pastor Adam said at one time, um, have you ever felt fear in the calling of God? Well, there that time came to us. And when we knew we were supposed to be called into the ministry, and some of you know the story and some of you do not, but I... I just wanted to share it before Sister Charlene comes and closes us out in a word of prayer. But when that calling came, Pastor Adam and I were pursuing wealth. We were pursuing being financially independent. We were pursuing wanting to have a happy life, hour four and no more, sometimes as you've heard that saying. And we loved the Lord, but you know, when God called us into the ministry, Pastor Adam started to then be woken up at 4.44 in the morning. And I didn't know that this was happening to him. This was years ago, Brother Mike, before we had this beautiful building, before we even got into the ministry. And he kept waking up night after night after night. And so this happened over a period of substantial amount of time. And he said to me, you know what? I keep getting up at 4.44 in the morning. I don't know why, what's happening. And so when Pastor Adam told me that, and we got called into, all of a sudden we're in this leadership group and this leadership group asked us to start having church in our home. And so with this leadership group, we, they said, would you be willing to lead, you know, worship and, and have a message on Sunday morning? So we said, sure, okay. So we left the church that we were part of due to circumstances that happened there and thus we started a ministry in our home, not really thinking much of it. Again, still pursuing the things that we wanted to do to have and the things we wanted to do, which never worked out. But as those th other things weren't working out and we were sitting in our home and having church, that was working out and so much so that on an Easter Sunday morning, we had 50 people in our living room having church with us. And we said, that's more people than I think than what are here this morning. And we said, wow, we're really gonna have to move onwards and upwards. And so then um, we got the little garage next to our house and they said we can use that and we started having church in there and and then one thing led to another and then I started seeing 444 wherever I would go I would see it on license plates I would see it you know in a store on my total on a receipt and I told Pastor Adam I keep seeing 444 well a death happened in the family of the McGahee family and we would drive by this church as we shared with you all the time and we said how nice would it be to have this church we said this for years and years saying it's just a pretty little church and just wonder what it would be like to have it. So now we're starting to embrace the ministry and when we came to this church to use it for the death and the family, we wanted to start maybe having some services here, maybe for Christmas or whatever the case might be. So they came to us and they said, well, we're willing to sell you guys the church, you know, and we didn't have any money at that time and we didn't know how we were gonna make a down payment and. So but we had the keys to the church, and so we came in here. 
Pastor Adam and I alone, and I have to share this story with you because this pertains to angels. This pertains to messages from God. This pertains to not only then, but this pertains to now. If you are in earshot and eyeshot of this message today, I'm telling you, your life is called. Whether you heed that call or not, you are being called. And, and this is why I'm sharing this story, not that it's about me and Pastor Adam, but the things that happened in the Bible are happening today. They're happening happening now they're happening everywhere all around us all the time so when we came into this church that night to pray about whether we should have this church or not pastor adam and i came to this altar by ourselves one dark evening with the keys to the church and we prayed and as we held hands and we went to walk out that back door of the church we turned around and pastor adam said look at those songboards on either side and those songboards each had three fours in them, four, 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 and four, four, four. He said to me, he said, I said, that's got to be a confirmation that we're supposed to have this church. And so we went home and the money wasn't coming together, Brother Mike, and we had only a few weeks to get this money together to make the down payment of the church or they were going to put it on the market and it was going to be out of our hands then. And so Pastor Ann Adam and I came back. We said, okay, God, like Gideon, and we said, well, you're going to have to prove to us that you want us to have this church, that the money will come somehow, some way. He wanted us to minister here. So we go down to the crumbling, falling apart basement of the church because we didn't pray down there. <laughs> he said, let's go down there and pray. So before I go any further... That night before we came here to pray, I looked it up in Google. I wanted to know what the spiritual number for 444 was. And it says that the angels are leading and guiding you in a direction that the Lord wants you to go, right? Now, hold on to that, church, because this you can't make up this stuff in the Lord. So when we went down into the crumbling, falling apart basement and we prayed down there, there was a songboard that was up above the stage. And it says that the angel Gabriel on it, 444. That's what was on that sign downstairs. And we looked at each other. We said, my Lord and my God. And so when we came home, that money came. That money came the week before we were supposed to have the church to put the down payment on the church. And so we put the down payment on the church. It was born into Moving River Ministries Church, a church that is preaching and teaching the truth, true truth of the word, right? So let me add just one extra thing because God says, not only did I confirm that to you, but I'm going to confirm it to you again, right? So the time came where the business across the street, they wanted to support us. And they said, well, what do you need for your church to keep a congregation here we said well we need a baptismal tank sister Charlene we need somewhere somewhere where we can baptize people they donated that to us and then they said well we want to donate this beautiful concert organ to your church as well and to put this concert organ in was another whole there's all kinds of speakers and wires and things that are in this wall behind here that we never knew could possibly exist for an organ right and we said well they said it's going to be five thousand dollars to install that organ and we said well we don't have $5,000. We just cashed in our life savings and people blessed us with some money and we just bought us this church. And they said, okay, we're going to pay the man to come in and put the organ in at this church. And so when they came, they had to pull up some things off of the floor 
to get this organ, and I'm telling you the truth, and we keep it up here, there were three fours underneath the floor of where they put this organ in, right here, right now. Can I make this up? I cannot. We keep these three. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. He's so worthy, right? And, and these fours, there's four of them. There were four of these number fours that were underneath. What are the odds of that? Am I right? They, right here on this board, if you ever want a reminder that the angels and God and Jesus are real and that it is a calling on your life. And so, but if the calling on your life makes you feel fearful, it, what should be even more fearful is that what's going to happen to you if you don't heed that calling on your life from the Lord. Am I right? Because he said, I am the Lord thy God. I am real whether you want to believe me or not. And so if you ever want to remember that we were called into the ministry for such a time as this to teach and preach the trueness of the truth. Were we scared? Yeah, we were scared. And, and were we fearful? Yeah, we were fearful. You know, but there's four fours that tell me that God had this plan already before we even walked into those doors. Am I right? Amen. He already has a plan for you. Amen. Your fours are in your life, right? There might be something you're repetitively seeing or experiencing that you've got to know that God is trying to get your attention, right? Amen. Praise God. So I had to share that with you. Pastor Adam's message was awesome. Amen. The angels were then at the birth of Jesus. The angels are now for those that are being born into Christ today. Amen. Praise God. And that's something to be excited about. So there's those fours. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to hold on to them for as long as God has called us into this ministry. Amen. Hallelujah. So for all of you that are doubting, maybe worried out there, amen, take a look at that. Amen. Praise God. And just remember that our God is real. We're going to call Sister Charlene up to come and close us. Amen. With a word of prayer. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise and honor and glory, amen, for his angels, for his spirit, amen, and his perfect plan for your life, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I really want to dedicate you, my Jesus. life unto you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord. Please come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody? Help indeed. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, I need to like stand away because the the light is bothering my eye. Okay. So Thank you, Father God. And we thank you for the word today. Thank God for us all being thank here. You, Jesus. Thank um, you. I'm on your side. And as long as we got God on our side, we have no worries. And I thank God that I'm on the winning team, Team Amen. Jesus, at all times, each and every day. I'll be with him as long as he'll have me. And he would never turn away from me. I would be the one to leave him. And I pray that's to never happen. I thank God for each and every one here today, those that were online, those that pressed their way, whether it's wet out or not, and sickness in your body, just wanting to be here today. Uh, some of us don't do that, and I, I regret not being here last week, but my eye was whatever. And I thank God for that opening eye, you know, the eye, it was just done the day before Thanksgiving, but it's the blurness of the eye, the, the light that's bothering me, but I got a, <laughs> I call it my HDI, because God, 
that yes, that cataract, that dense cataract was removed, and that eye is so clear. And but this one is burnt. I can't even wear my glasses until after this one is done. But I'm just grateful today to be here, to be here on the winning team, on the side of those that's righteous, on God's side. Amen. So Father God, Amen. we come before you this morning with thanksgivings and praises in our hearts, Lord Jesus, for we're seeking your face. We know your kingdom has come, and we just thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we love you, we love you, we love you, for you yes, first Lord. loved us. My God, I ask you as we leave, when we leave here, we leave with you in our hearts, embedded in our minds, that the word, we are on the winning team. Jesus. You're on our side, and without you, we would be lost. There's nothing too hard or too Oh my God, nothing too hard for you to do. So I'm grateful to you today, Father God, for each and every last one here today. I'm asking you to bless us as we go. Cover us with your blood through and through from the crown of our heads, working out through the bodies. My God, down through the soul of the feet, take out of us what shouldn't be. Bless us on this week, my God. Those that don't have you lord i pray for the growth of surrendering hearts unto you we can have many people sitting here lord Jesus. and if their hearts are lost what good is that we want them to come in fellowship but we want them to be on the winning team knowing that you're here bless us lord as we leave today in jesus name you cover us let us have safe traveling mercies back to our dwelling places and throughout the week lord if you bless us to see yet another day keep us safe in Jesus' name we pray always. Amen and amen again. Amen. amen.